What's up, everyone? Welcome to the NG England Show. My name is John Drummond or Yang Haolin. Hi, 大家好，欢迎回到 NG 英文。我是 Stephanie。今天来宾 Candice 是一位创业家，他是台湾人，但他居住过美国的加州以及南卡罗来纳州。接下来就让我们来欢迎 Candice。Today I am joined by the incredibly talented serial entrepreneur, the woman, the myth, the legend, Miss Candice. Candice is Taiwanese, but has lived in California, South Carolina, and is now back here in Taiwan, doing some incredible work in the entrepreneurial world. So, everyone, please welcome Candice. Hey guys, I'm Candice, founder and CEO of Fluff. We are a pet care marketplace that helps urban pet parents find local, trusted pet sitters, pet walkers, and groomers. Boom! Check you out. That was that was like oh, that was not your first time doing yeah, that. Yeah, I've done many times, countless I, times. <laughs> I love that. Yes, you, Candice, are speaking to my heart because many of our audience knows I have two dogs. You've actually met my dogs. I've met your dogs. They're very adorable. They're adorable. You have an incredible dog named Sky. And you have started a really, really important company here in Taiwan that helps people maybe traveling or maybe if they got COVID, helps them find people to take care of their animals, walk their animals, board their animals, as we say. And so I can't wait to share more about what you're up to. But I was hoping we could start with some of the stuff you did before Fluff, which is about healthy juice, right? Is that dragon fruit? You were doing a a press juice company in LA, is that right? Yeah, that's right.、Uh, that was my first official company. I was in yes, official, official, yeah, because I had those <laughs> hustle been, work. <laughs> been, dude, you're a hustler. I love it. <laughs> yeah, before an actual company, registered legal company. Yay! Yay! I had some hustles, but. The juice company was after I quit my job from PepsiCo. I gained some experience as a manager,、mm. and in in the CPG industry. So I wanted to start a juice company or a company that can actually be sustainable and healthy, not like my previous jobs. Sugar so, water. Yeah, sugar. Yeah, that was pretty much. Be careful. Be careful. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, so, Pepsi. Love you. <laughs> I also love Pepsi. Tell me a lot, but I wanted to build a sustainable company. Yes, love actually、it. healthy, sustainable juice company. So that was based in West Hollywood. It was a dragon fruit theme、mm. juice company. Everything was packaged in sustainable materials, and we would sell to very high end grocery stores. We had a location as well.、Uh, every bottle was ten dollars. A very Instagrammable, sustainable juice bottle. I remember seeing your Instagram. It was very classy. I loved it. Yeah, it was very, very pretty and very yeah, Instagrammable. Very Instagrammable. Yeah. Yeah, and we were based in West Hollywood.、Uh, it did actually pretty well because every every bottle we sold for ten dollars, and every dollar we would use that dollar to go that that would go towards a nonprofit.、Mm-hmm. So usually fighting for women's rights or shelters, local shelters. So it was very meaningful to us. But eventually, I actually found out it was very hard to scale because it was too sustainable. So the shelf life was very short. So, and also our audience was very high end. So, I felt like our impact wasn't big enough. So I actually kind of lost passion towards、mm-hmm. the end. So eventually, I sold the company. It was at a good time. We made some cash, made some money. Uh, sold the company, and I decided to move to Taiwan. Dun dun dun! Chapter two. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Yeah, and you know it's so cool because you speak so honestly about that process. And you know, as an entrepreneur, you have to be passionate about what you're doing, or、mm-hmm. else you just kind of like,、uh, I don't care. 
Candice 是 Fluff 的创办人以及执行长，他们是在帮助城市中的毛家长找到值得信任的宠物保姆、溜宠物者以及宠物美容师。那在创立这间公司之前，其实在美国的时候 ，Candice 的第一间正式合法创立的公司是一间压缩果汁品牌。那他们主打的是火龙果 （Dragon Fruit）。他会强调正式的公司的原因，是因为呢，他之前有很多 side hustle 副业。那这间公司是在他离开百事可乐集团后创立的。那当时身为经理的他有学到一些经验，而且他当时做的是 CPG Consumer Packaged Goods 民生消费用品，所以他后来选择了健康的水果压缩汁的原因，就是因为他想要做一个有永续性 sustainable 的公司。他后来开在西好莱坞，都是以火龙果为主题，而且包装都是使用永续环保材质。那也会贩售给高端蔬果店 grocery stores， 那一瓶都要10美元，等同于台币300块。那当然，它看起来、拍照起来是非常适合 Instagram 的，而且用的都是环保材质，所以其实生意还不错。那虽然说一瓶要10美元，听起来有点贵，但其中一美元是会捐给非盈利组织 （non-profit organization） 或者当地的收容所 （shelters）。那其实对于团队而言，意义非常的重大 （meaningful）。但后来，因为他们发现非常难扩大规模，因为首先他们的客户都偏高端高消费族群，再加上他们的商品其实流动率太高了。他们认为影响力并不大，所以最后 Candice 有点失去热情了。他后来就卖掉了公司之后，赚了一些钱，就决定搬回台湾了。And so enter now your round two. Now you are a serial entrepreneur, and you came back to Taiwan, and you kind of went on a journey of like figuring out what was next. Is that right? Yeah, that's right.、Uh, I really like solving problems. So when I first moved to Taiwan, there were so many problems out here I wanted to solve. <laughs> And、Yay. I mean, yeah, so many, yeah, but it, it's fine. I mean, Taiwan was developing, not as developed as some com- compared to other countries, but still pretty developed. But there are some problems still. Everywhere has problems. But several problems I noticed,、uh, like going to the bank, like I was telling you earlier. Yeah, Ooh, yeah. Going to the bank is a very complicated process. So I thought about depositing AI solution. I was like, ah, but this seems like a lot of work. I'm not that passionate. Into this kind of stuff either, and then I ran into another problem. Renting cars was very a long process, and I ran into a my personal problem because whenever I went out with my dog, because my my dog I brought my dog back from LA, so whenever I have to go out, I had to ask my friends to help me watch my dog. I didn't want to send her to a pet hotel. Guilty. <laughs> yes, yes. That that was just a lot of work. So I just remember from back in. Living when I lived in LA, I had a pet sitter. I found a pet sitter on an app. It was just very easy, and it was like ten, fifteen US dollars to get the pet sitter to come feed my dog. So it was very easy and convenient, and my dog was happy too. So I figured, well, if it doesn't exist here, maybe I can just do it here. And then it's something that I really found passionate because I love my dog a lot, and being a pet sitter, dog walker, and Uber driver helped me. Help, kind of helped. Me put put me through college, so that. Oh, was, I didn't know you actually were an Uber driver. Uber driver too, yeah. So oh, oh, awesome! I did a lot of this、uh, gig jobs to help me survive. Great phrase right here, gig jobs. Yeah, gig jobs. Yeah. Gig so jobs.、Mm-hmm. this gig jobs really helped me because I was I was doing all this two internships and I I had to have a flexible schedule、mm-hmm. to like help me pay for. Like really expensive、books. everything, yeah, everything, <laughs> every expensive textbooks and rents and just like living out. It wasn't cheap, and I was on my own, so. I know creating these kind of gig jobs can help a lot of people, and I know Taiwan has a very big wealth gap problem.、Mm-hmm. So, this is very meaningful to us because it's making an impact on so many people and animals' lives. So, been doing this for a while, and we fought 
through a lot of really difficult challenges and we survived because we this is our drive and motivation everyone from our team we believe in what we're doing so yeah mm, i love that yeah and you know you fire me up when i hear you talk about it too because animals mean so much to me and to know that you know you guys all everyone on the team is building because they care so much about animals and helping animals out and helping people who have animals out and so i love it and yes You've dealt with a lot through COVID and you guys are on the other side and growing and I'm so, so incredibly happy for you. Candice说他是一位非常喜欢解决问题的人，所以当他回来台湾的时候，他发现其实有很多他可以解决的问题，比如说其中一个他意识到的就是银行存款（deposit）是一个非常麻烦又复杂的过程。那他知道解决的方法
Mao is like Mao fur. Fur, yeah. So it makes sense in both languages. Yeah. yeah. Little love. <laughs> <laughs> little love. Little, little fluffy love. Fluffy love. <laughs> yes. I love it. So cool. Yeah. And so thinking about expansion and growth 2023 for you and the company, what are you guys planning on doing? Yeah, so we are really close to closing our second round, and after this round, we're planning on expanding. Since now borders are open up and everyone's traveling, we don't know what to do with our pets. There's so much, so much demand, a lot of demand, and we don't have. We're, we're trying to keep up with the demand, so that's why we're really recruiting pet sitters, trying to get to ten thousand in a year, and we're trying to expand to the whole, entire Taiwan, and also we're trying to. Oh, actually, we just launched the dog. Dog sitting service just two months ago because just too much demand. So we're trying to really expand on the dog side、mm. and expanding to Singapore and Japan is also on our pipeline. Awesome, Candice. Well, I I love your passion for this. Shout out to your team and yeah, everyone. Go download that app and and join the the pet sitting revolution. <laughs> Thank you. 你们知道 Uber Eats 跟 Food Panda 在台湾创造超过十万个工作机会吗？那这些都属于零工经济 gig economy。也就是所谓的斜杠啊，或是副业类型的。那 Fluff 是怎么运作的呢？首先，你要在 Fluff 成为一员的话的首要条件就是你必须真心爱宠物。那接下来就在 App 上面注册，有点像 Uber Eats 跟 Uber 的平台。那接下来就会进入一个简单的训练过程，他们会验证 verify 你是不是真正的宠物爱好者，以及教你们一些基本知识。那接着在 App 上面就可以看到其他人的宠物了，有点像 Airbnb。那你当然就会有个自己的档案，然后别人可以给你评价。那累积多了，当然就可以接到越来越多的 case。那像是他这一周就帮别人照顾了一只狗，就赚了五千块。那像 Candice， 他就非常热爱这样的工作，因为他可以同时跟另一只狗玩耍，又一边赚钱呢。所以有兴趣的人可以快点搜寻 Fluff F L U V 或是毛小爱的 app。那至于2023年，他们目前快要结束了募资的第二轮，所以他们会想要快点扩张。毕竟越来越多人要出国了，因此有很多需求 demand。那今年他们希望可以在用户上达到十万人，并且服务范围扩大到全台湾。那他们两个月前才刚上架了狗保姆的服务，因为真的太多需求了。那接下来他们也会想要往新加坡与日本发展。Well, do you think we could shift gears a little bit, Candice, to kind of the story of you and your life and being a hustler and this incredible English and All these cool things. Can you take us through kind of the origin story? You know, you were born in, I believe, South Carolina. Yes, I was born in South Carolina. So I actually, when I moved back to Taiwan, because my family moved back to Taiwan when I was really young, so I actually started from just zero. I don't remember anything from living in South Carolina. Yes, it didn't really count. It didn't really count. I was <laughs> gave like, you. You got a passport. <laughs> I got a passport. Great. Okay. So, but then. I was the only person that could go back to the states because I was the only person with a passport. So my parents stayed in Taiwan, and I went back to the U.S. when I was about fourteen.、Mm. And I went first. I went to actually Oregon for a little bit, but I just couldn't. I couldn't stand the weather. <laughs> it was too cold. It's cold, yeah, very cold. <laughs> it was way too cold. So <laughs> then, so then I moved down to to California. I actually, uh, my mom found a family on Homestay dot com. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. So we pay like six hundred dollars to this family to like. Adopt me. Yeah, to take care of you, right? Take care of me. Yeah, it was a it was actually a very American family. It was a Caucasian Viet family, so it was a very diverse、uh, family. Very Catholic, so they were very、mm-hmm. kind.、Um, not saying oh, Catholics are kind, but they were very kind. <laughs> they were very kind, and they took me in. 
uh, I learned a lot from them. So that's why I I can speak English now because I I like grew up with that family. Right. Wow. So thinking about you went back to the U.S. when you were fourteen.、Mm-hmm. Did you have to relearn English during that time, basically, too? Yeah, because I went back with like not knowing anything.、Mm. I knew some basic words, super basic. I don't even I don't even think I could do the alphabets.、Wow. <laughs> yeah. So what what helped you during that time? Obviously, full immersion into the family. But do you remember anything that maybe helped you along the way? I watched a lot of shows. I started with Disney shows, and I had a little sister.、Uh, she was the host family sister. She was like six. She actually taught me a lot. I started learning English from like a six-year-old. Like she taught me. She a lot. was your teacher. She was my teacher. Yeah, she taught me all the very easy words <laughs> that she was using at that time, which was six. And I just kind of grew up with her. So I so I started with Disney channels, and I upgraded to. And the older sister, she's she was going to this community college, and she, so she I was watching Netflix with her. So. I just learned from both the younger sister and the older sister, so it was really fast. Just like in the two within two years, I, I caught on. Just not from zero to pra- practically zero to almost fluent. Yeah. Wow, that's so cool and so great advice there. In a way of you can learn from everyone. You know, it doesn't matter how old they are, but if they're in your target language, six、yeah. year olds can be your tutor. Oh, and I also read books, and this book really helped me throughout life. It's, I highly recommend this book. It's by Simon Sinek called "Start with Why."、Oh, I love this book. Yeah, this is the best book ever.、Yeah. Start with Start why. Start with why.、Yes. It's a really good book. It helped me find my why. Just after I found my why, just nothing could stop me anymore. Like COVID didn't stop us.、Uh, we didn't have any revenue, but we still found a way to survive because we knew our why.、Um, or our why is really to help animals and people. M- making that impact really. Is meaningful to us, to me, and to the whole team, and with language as well. So I could, we could learn a lot of trends from the from the states, from back when I was a pet sitter. Actually, I translated the entire pet sitting manual from the U.S. pet sitter training manual to Chinese. Smart. Yeah, because there's no nothing, nothing in Taiwan that's pet sitter related because a new industry. So I had to do a lot of research in English and kind of trans translated the whole thing into. Chinese, so that's how we train all of our two thousand sitters. Yeah, so with language, it's really helpful, and、oh, the book also very very helpful. The shows, the,、mm-hmm. all all those things are very very good things to to use to learn English. I love it. Yeah, it, incredible there, guys. If if you need a book recommendation, start with why Simon Sinek. Incredible TEDx talk that is. Now or TED Talk that has gone super viral for for many years, but yeah,、mm-hmm. if you can read the book, finding your why, why we do things, right? It's the most important, not how you do them or what you do, why you do、mm-hmm. <laughs> that thing.、Mm-hmm. So yeah, go check that book out if you can. Candice 其实是在南卡罗来纳州出生的，那后来他就直接搬回了台湾，所以其实小时候是对美国完全没有记忆的，一直到他十四岁那一年，因为家里只有他有美国护照的关系。所以他就独自一个人回到美国读书。那他本来要去厄勒冈州的，但他无法忍受那边天气，因为真的太冷了。后来他就到了加州。那他母亲就在 Homestay 寄宿家庭网站上面找到一家人，让 Candice 跟他们一起住。所以他每个月都会支付他们六百美金。那这个寄宿家庭非常的美式，是由白人跟越南人组成的一个家庭。然后他们是非常虔诚的天主教徒，而且他们人非常的好。那他现在会说英文的原因，是因为他当时在他们家庭中成长。那因为当时他回美国的时候，他其实英文程度趋近于零。
只会一些简单的字，甚至是字母都不一定背得起来。那当时帮助他学习英文的原因，除了身处在那样的环境之外，他其实也看了很多的英文节目。那他的寄宿家庭有一个小女儿跟一个大女儿，那因此他从他们身上也学到非常多，因为他会跟着他们一起看什么迪士尼的节目啊，或是 Netflix， 然后在两年内就跟上了大家，算是蛮快的。因为他是从零到流利，只花了两年的时间，算是蛮不可思议的。那另外，他也有看书，那他有一本特别推荐的书，就是 Simon Sinek 的书，叫《先问为什么》（Start with Why）。那他觉得这本书适用于他一生。像他即使创业的时候遇到了 COVID， 他也能够克服，而且就算没有收益 （Revenue）， 他们也找到了生存的方法。其实他在美国的时候，也把《宠物保姆手册》直接翻译成中文。因为当时台湾并没有这样子的资源，毕竟这算是一个新产业。那后来他也使用这个中文手册，训练了将近两千人了。So twenty six came back to Taiwan,、mm-hmm. and we're already an entrepreneur at that at that stage. Yeah, at that time, had your company,、right. and then now you're having to do everything in Chinese. How is that? It was a reverse culture reverse shock. Culture shock, yes, a reverse culture shock for sure.、Oh、yeah,、gosh. like my Chinese level went down to. Elementary school level, because I—I mean, I left in middle school, but I stopped using the language for over ten years. So I had to relearn, and especially I couldn't read the contracts, so I signed a lot of contracts I shouldn't have signed. Oh no, really? Oh, no. But it's fine. It's fine. Now I, I've learned the hard ways. But yeah, yeah, coming back,、um, starting a company using elementary Chinese, I feel like it's an advantage and a disadvantage.、Mm-hmm. But it's fine. I take it. More like it's a it's an advantage. So when I explain my company to someone, even a six year old can understand it. So hey, that's a sign of learning, right? If you、yeah. can't explain it to a kid, then yeah, then you don't know it. Then you don't know it. Yeah, especially not doing a business pitching.、Mm. You're pitching to all these investors. I, I I see all these other founders that are really good at every language. Okay, they they can pitch in okay both Chinese and English fluently, and they're doing like deep tech, like AI, and they pitch it like. Sounds really cool, but no one can understand it. Then investors are not—they、yeah. they, don't—they don't get it. They're not going to give you money. <laughs> They're not going to give you money. They can't understand it. So if you pitch it like you're pitching to a six-year-old, then it's actually an advantage. So、yeah. I still see this as advantage—the、wow. fact that I don't really—I still speak elementary Chinese. Yeah, and you pitched for the first time in Chinese. How was that? That was really crazy because it was a demo day, and I had—I think I had just moved back from the U.S.、Uh, it's only. I think I've only been like six months since I moved back, and my my Chinese. I was still catching on with my relearning Chinese, so it was my first time pitching in Chinese to like an audience of two thousand people,、uh, including media, all the huge investors, like like tech CEOs, so many people. And I was pitching in Chinese, so I, again I used six year old Chinese. So it was very elementary. I was very nervous. It was my first time pitching, and so many people. I was just like. I'm pretty sure I said a couple words wrong, incorrectly, but people got my point. So、nice. it was it was really fun. It was a fun experience, and it was actually again an advantage that everyone could understand me because it was elementary Chinese. That's so great. I, I I really admire how you are just putting yourself out there, Candice. It seems like no matter what, whether it was with English or with Chinese, and now with multiple companies, you're just doing. You know, you're just really pushing yourself into these new experiences, and you're just trying and. And making progress, and I think that's so admirable. So, congratulations on all that. Thank you. But when he was 26 years old, he was already a business owner. 
拉回来说，还是经历了反文化差异冲击 （reverse culture shock）。那当时的中文程度直接退步到了小学程度。虽然说他是国中的时候出国，但他已经快十年没有使用中文了。那他当时看不懂很多合约，也因此签了很多他不应该签的合约。他认为，虽然中文程度不太好，但其实在台湾的创业圈算是一种优势 （advantage）。因为这代表他在解释公司的时候，是连一位六岁小孩也听得懂他要表达的意思。那像其实很多人可能中英文都很流利，那他们在跟投资人报告的时候，反而会让人家听不太懂，因为太专业了。那他第一次用中文报告的时候，是他刚搬回台湾半年的时候。那当时他等于是从头学习中文。那他当时还要面对两千位观众，那里面包括大投资人、媒体等等，所以他非常的紧张。那虽然有可能有说错了一些字，但他觉得其实是一个非常好玩的体验。Well, unfortunately, we are coming to the end of the NG English show. Would there be any advice that you give your younger Candice, maybe when she was around six years old or older? <laughs> but any advice you would you would give yourself if you could go back in time and talk to yourself? Actually,、um, I don't have a lot of advice to give to my younger self because I feel like everything happens for a reason.、Mm-hmm. Like I couldn't. I went to the states. It was hard,、uh, not knowing any English, but that helped me learn. I like I I could fight through hard times. Now I can face any challenge. Like、uh, everything happened for a reason. So, but then if I really had one advice to give, pretty much I live my life with no regrets. But just one advice. I wish I didn't give my. I wish I really took my equity in, <laughs> not giving all my equity that easily. <laughs> <laughs> you, founder problems. Founder problems. Yeah, <laughs> just like keep my equity. Don't just give it out that easily. I think that would be my advice to my younger self. Your younger entrepreneurial self. Yes. 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 Protect your equity in your company. Yes. Protect your equity. Don't give it out that easily. Yeah, I love it. Well, you seem to be learning all these things, and I think you're an incredible role model for. Not only men and women who want to be entrepreneurs, but for everyone. And so. I wish you nothing but success, continued success, Candice. I appreciate it. Yeah, Thank you, John. You're welcome. Candice 并没有太多的建议要给年轻的自己，因为他认为我们经历的一切都是有原因的。像他小时候去美国，连一点英文都不会，但其实非常的困难。可是他后来发现，他能够克服这种艰难的时期，也就导致他后来只要面对各种挑战，他都不怕了。那如果他非得要给一个建议的话呢？或许就是。不要太轻易给出自己的股权 equity， 要留着哦。那我们就谢谢今天的来宾 Candice。Where can people find your incredible company? Where can they maybe sign up for the the app and become a pet sitter? And where can they find you? I feel like people are going to want to know more about you online. Oh yeah, cool, cool. Yeah, you can find Fluff 猫小爱 on any app store. So you can just look it up, and it'll be there. You can just sign up there and sign up to be a pet sitter. And to find me, my Instagram handle is Candice Chen, but with three N's. So Candice spelled with an A, C A N D A C E C H E N N N. Three N's. Nice, Chen. Chen. Or no, it'd be like Chen. Chen. <laughs> yeah, Chen. Chen. I love it. Awesome, Candice. Well, thank you for joining us on the show, and we'll talk to you next time. All right, bye, John. Bye, guys. Bye, everyone. All righty. Thank you so much for joining us on the NG Ingwen Show. We hope you enjoy that episode. Please don't forget to follow along wherever you can find Candice and myself online. Please like, subscribe, and give us a wonderful little comment if you can. It helps out with the YouTube algorithm. All right, everyone. We'll talk to you next time. Peace.
All right. Well, that is our NG Ingwen show for today. We hope everyone enjoyed listening to that. You can connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and now Spotify. You can search NG Ingwen, or you can search on IG NG English I C R T. And don't forget to tune in every Wednesday morning from six thirty to seven, and Wednesday night from nine to nine thirty. We'll catch you on the next episode. Bye bye.